Hello and welcome back to another episode. Today we're going to be talking about HRA plans, especially for those of you that might have employees. Now, before we get into that, this episode is brought to you by the Tax Minimization Program, which is a training program to ensure that you pay the least amount of taxes as legally possible while also having a solid bookkeeping foundation. You can have access to our team for general tax and accounting questions. It is like having an accountant in your back pocket while you're going on this entrepreneurial journey. Learn more about that at taxsavingspodcast.com forward slash tax. I am your host, Mike Jezoshek. And again, today's topic is on HRAs, especially for those of you that have employees. And for this episode, we have a special guest on. We have JD Cleary from PeopleKeep. So JD, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mike. Thank you so much for, for having me. It's, it's a pleasure here. Yeah. And, and this is a topic that we see so often, and we've even seen it inside our business in kind of the earlier stages, but uh, you know, health insurance and, and, and kind of providing health benefits to employees can be uh, such a burdensome for, for a small business, especially someone that's never really done this, never kind of walked this side on the employer side. They maybe don't have an HR department or something like that to kind of direct this piece for them. And so this is exactly why I thought this would be a great fit to kind of bring you on and talk about us as we're going through this series about, about healthcare options and things like that. So I guess just to start off, explain a little bit kind of, you know, what option do small business owners have for health benefits when they're looking to potentially offer this to employees and, you know, what is an HRA and how does an HRA kind of fit into that piece as well? I think that's a perfect place to start because I, I wouldn't expect your your listeners to necessarily even know the acronym HRA as as they're thinking about their their own business or organization and um, you know something you said a second ago. I mean, no HR department, right? To small companies, maybe even just they're hiring their first employee, hiring first couple employees. Um, HRA doesn't always come front and center. Um, it, it, you know, there's, there's not a lot of awareness around it um, presently, but we're trying to create more of it. Um, in the landscape of benefits, I, I think a business owner has a, a few options that you know, probably come to mind. One would be traditional group health insurance as, as you know, the first status quo option, if you will, that, that they're at least going to explore and, and think about. Um, some organizations that we talk to, um, if they've excluded traditional group health insurance, sometimes may go the route of wages or, 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 or stipends. So some mm -hmm. sort of taxable version of benefits, thinking that, hey, if I can't do traditional group health insurance for one reason or another, which I think we may get into here, um, they say, well, I'll give my employees more money, um, taxable money. Well, you don't always have to do it taxable. If there's a tax-free way, you know, we, we want to help companies do that. But then HRA would, would be that option. And it stands for a health reimbursement arrangement, not an account, but a, but a health reimbursement arrangement. And it's a vehicle that's been um, created and, and really manifested itself since the end of 2016 as the way for, for small businesses that don't offer traditional group health insurance to get tax-free money to their employees for benefits. Yeah. And I think that's just great because I know when we first started a while back, we're bringing on employees. And one of the questions is, you know, what do you guys offer for benefits? And and we always said, you know, I, I have a wife that, that works in W-2 jobs. So I never had to worry about health insurance because I would always just piggyback on hers. And now we're starting to bring employees on and like, well, what do you offer for health? And I'm like, uh, 
we don't. <laughs> uh, I guess we just hope that everybody that we hire has a spouse that they can jump on their their health insurance plan. And this is really what opened up the door to us is saying, hey, there is an option, whether you're a solo business owner bringing on your first employee, or you have 10, 12 employees that maybe you've never offered health insurance. You don't have to go down this route of, of going to group plans, spending a ton of money, maybe overpaying for insurance for different reasons um, through that route. And so you know, with that health reimbursement arrangement, kind of explain to us a little bit, what is that? How does it work? And kind of where does it, where does it make sense to do that from a tax standpoint uh, with, within a small business? Absolutely. And, and I just want to say I can relate because we hear it all the time uh, when we talk to, to small business owners, that, that interview room setting, right? Literally like pretty far along in a recruiting process and the benefits question comes up and, and maybe even it's that interview setting that prompts the research after, we're hoping on this session here today to get ahead of that, right? And say, hey, there's solutions out there before you're in that position in real time, trying to figure something out on the fly. Um, that, you know, HRAs um, and with the value that they add to it to a smaller or micro business starts with employer cost control. And, you know, some of the pitfalls of traditional group health insurance is that the carriers set the rates the carriers say, hey, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Small Business Owner, you're required to contribute at least 50% of the premium that, that we, the carrier, set in order to even have this group health insurance plan, right? Um, and then on top of that, they set minimum participation requirements. Not only does the company have to pay a certain percentage of rates set by the carrier, but that small business has to have a minimum of usually 50% of their people take the health insurance. Um, so the, the primary value in the HRA and cost control is that those minimum um, requirements go away. They're thrown out the, out the window. They don't exist on a, a small business HRA. The business gets to define its own budget right from the beginning. And you know we find a, a lot of um, businesses we work with like to start in a $150, $200, $250 monthly allowance. That, that's a nice starting point for a company to be able to fix their budget and say, this is what we can afford to provide our people without somebody like a, like a carrier telling them what they have to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's funny because that the story that you mentioned is actually what happened to us is we had an employee come in that said, Hey, you know, what do you offer for health insurance benefits? And we're like, well, we really haven't ran into that issue before. Let me do some legwork and see what I can come back with. And uh, needless to say, we, we never, we didn't end up retaining that employee. And, and I think one part of that is that he probably thought, man, you know, this is a business that I want to grow in my career with, that I want to really grow with, uh, but they don't have anything kind of lined up or thought out about this health insurance piece. And so exactly as you mentioned, I hope that as small business on the owners on this call is that even if you haven't, you don't haven't had the need to offer health insurance, maybe you're a growing company. Now is the time to at least start thinking about this, looking at the options that are available to you so that when that time comes, you can say, oh, we have this plan that we offer. Whether you offer it already or not, you at least know that you can offer it if you want to. So with an HRA, you're saying we have this um, kind of allowance that we that we offer our employees. And do we get to pick as much or as little of that allowance that we want to do? Do we have to offer it to every single person? Can we do different allowances for different people? What does that typically look like? Those are fantastic questions. Um, so for, for the, the small business version of an HRA, it's, it's called QSERA. <laughs> Everything in our 
healthcare system is uh, acronyms, right? Mm-hmm. But but it's Q S E H R A, and that stands for Qualified Small Employer Health Reimbursement Arrangement. Um, but within the context of, of QSERA, um, the government does set limits on the maximums that, that a, a business can provide. Um, in general, we're talking about $420 a month for single people is how much the, the employer could give their, their single employees. They can give almost $900 per month toward their employees that have family members, which we find is, is more than enough, more than satisfactory for the, the, the qualified small employers that are looking um, at, at the solutions. And um, it allows the business to define whether they want to offer it to full-time employees only or extend it out to part-time. So you could do full-time only or full and part-time um, benefit allowances or eligibility criteria for the qualified small employer um, HRA. Okay. Now with the QSERA, you kind of mentioned that you have these limits, maximum limits that the government provides, which is at 400 and maybe a little, just under 900. If an employer says, I don't want to maybe do the maximum. I want to do half of the maximum. Uh, is can they can they kind of adjust down from there with a QSERA? Absolutely. So no minimum contribution requirements. Although you know we find you know mostly successful starting in that hundred and fifty dollar range. Um, you know making it you know enough so the employee gets some value out of it. But um, no minimums. Um, just the government set maximums. Just like the HSA contribution limits that come out every year. There's there's QSERA maximum contribution limits that come out um, every year and have since the end of, of 2016. Um, but the employee can, can, and this is sort of the other pillar of QSERA after employer cost control, is employee choice, right? So, so the employer makes this money available, um, says we're going to make it available to you I- I employees. The employees get the um, ability to choose how they want to use it, where they can use it to purchase the health insurance plan or plans that meet their family needs because everybody's different, right? Especially in, in in today's world, you might even have employees in, in a couple different states that have varying, you know, n- needs because they're in a different um, geography that, that might have different networks. So it allows the employees to really pick what, what works really well for them um, on the individual health insurance side. And then the employees could also use the money toward out-of-pocket medical expenses, just like in HSA, but the HRA can be used not only for or for medical expenses, but premium. Okay. Now, just a kind of a piece on that. When we're talking about, let's say that we, we choose the maximum and we have a single individual that's $420 a month, you know, whatever that exact number is, but, we're, but they're getting a, a, a contribution or an amount up to that amount. What if they say they got a, a plan for $200 a month? The employer's going to give 400, but they got a plan for 200. Do they still get that extra 200? Can they then take that extra 200 and, and buy prescription drugs or whatever else that they might need with that? How does that typically work? Question there too. So um, the, the short answer is, is they can absolutely, the employee can absolutely utilize the remaining in your example, $200, right? So the example is $400 allowance. They use half of it uh, on premium. They've got the other 200 building up, if you will, for use toward medical expenses. Um, there's hundreds of qualified medical expenses that the employee could use it on. We find the pharmacy. So right after um, premium, employees tend to use it next on pharmacy and then other um, ancillary services like dental or, or vision care. 
So all of those categories of expenses, along with hundreds of others, are eligible for reimbursement. So that employee could have used the $200 toward premium, go to the dentist, have a, a cavity filled, or um, take their child to the vision um, and, and doctor and, and get a um, prescription eyewear and submit that as an expense to um, recoup the additional $200 from their employer. And the money's tax-free, which I'm sure we're going to transition to here maybe in a second. But the, the, the value here is that the money is not just money. It's not taxable. It's received by the employee um, without having to pay income or, or payroll taxes on it. Yeah, I think you read my mind there because my next conversation was going to be, we've talked about how one of the options uh, as an employer is to say, I'm just going to pay my employees more. And so they, they can go get their own plan, which is essentially kind of what we're offering in this. Uh, but if we pay them more, it's taxable income to the to the employees. So how does an HRA different from that? Um, and then kind of what are some of the tax benefits of doing an HRA versus saying, I'm just going to pay you an extra $5,000 a year to cover the no health plan? So they, I like to call it the, the beauty of the tax code. Some people might say, well, that's the complexities of the tax code that no one can you know, understand and why, you know, you're so good at what you do, Mike, but like, it's the beauty of, of the tax code is that it's established to allow an employer to, to create the, this, this HRA, this, this program that gets documented with all of the legal, you know, plan documents that you need and summary plan description. It's, it's an actual formal employer provided plan that leverages the tax code so that the employee, when they provide a receipt, there's a verification process, um, but then the money is exchanged from the employer to the employee, 100%, you know, free from taxes. So there, there's no um, income taxes paid when the employee receives it. They're not paying the 7.65% FICA on the employee side, nor is the, the employer paying it on their side. It's treated just like um, a, an analogy we sometimes make is, is a business expense account, but for healthcare. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like it's think of it as if you're reimbursing employees for business expenses. It's just something, you know, maybe, maybe way more important, <laughs> which is their health care. Yeah. And, and, you know, it, it, as listeners have known, we've talked about an, an HRA or a, a medical expense reimbursement plan or a Section 105 plan in the past, which is which is a very similar setup. And, and we've talked oftentimes in this is this is a great plan. If you have no employees, how can you hire your spouse and your business to deduct medical expenses for your family? And what are some of the setups for that? Well, now we're just taking that a little bit further and saying, okay, we do have employees now. So it's not just us individually as a family, as business owners, where do we go with that? And that's kind of where this, this HRA happens. So it's a, it's a tax, it's a business deduction and not taxable to, to the employer, which is, which is a great thing we talk about with HSAs. It's, it's one of the most beautiful things you can have where you get a deduction going into it and then coming out of it, it's tax-free. When you use those funds, it's, it's tax-free. Um, so when we talk about a QSERA, uh, you know, kind of who's going to benefit most from this? Is there certain size of businesses that you need to qualify to be able to offer this? Uh, when does it start to not make sense? You know, if you get to a certain level, where is kind of a QSERA? Uh, what, what's what's kind of the best setup for it? When does it become available to to business owners? So any business um, with fewer than, than 50 full-time equivalent employees can benefit from this uh, uh, as long as you've got one W-2 uh, employee, right? So it can go anywhere from one W-2 all the way up to 49. Um, and in the majority of organizations that, that adopt this um, are the ones that aren't offering benefits to begin with and, and maybe looking at benefits as a, as a, as a first time. 
right? Saying, hey, we, we've propelled by, um, you know, just establishing the business, just bringing on a new hire. You know, maybe you've got some existing employees that, um, you know, have told you that they'd really value something and you've got some budget to spend. Um, so no need to um, be any, any think, hey, I'm too small uh, to offer uh, an HRA as a health benefit because there literally is no such thing as long as you have a W-2 employee. Um, now, sometimes the S-corporation ownership thing, Mike, if it's just an S-corporation owner and, and he or she's family members, that's not going to be a good avenue uh, for QSERA. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because of the the health insurance tax deductions they get on their personal side, um, but we could you know help your your listeners navigate some of that at, at a later time. But um, no minimum size requirements for Kisera. Yeah, that's great. And when we talk about you know using uh, health insurance to kind of retain employees to to hire top talent. You know, I just think this is one of one of the secrets that is just not known to small business owners. And so, you know, as part of our, our podcast here, we, we try to bring tax ideas, tax tips, as well as just overall things that you can implement in your business that maybe nobody talks about or nobody really tells you about. And I always say that this is kind of one of those long lost secrets that 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 many business owners do not know about. And we've kind of been talking about at the beginning of this and throughout this is that when you're looking to, uh, when you're growing a business, you're looking to bring on your first employees. That's some of your biggest fear is we got to offer this big old 401k and we have to do all this health insurance benefits. And you start to see business owners start to backtrack, you know, that they have this growing business, this thriving business. And now you unfortunately see them saying, well, I don't want to grow. I don't want to bring on employees because it just brings on more headaches. And, you know, this is, I think, one area where I'm hoping that we can kind of shed some light on these, these small businesses and say, hey, there is an option. It's not that hard. It's not that expensive. Um, it actually can be really affordable. And it's a great tool for you to utilize to retain employees, get employees, help, you know, help find that top talent without having to go through all these hoops and, and go through all these different group plans. I think one thing to think about too is as we go kind of a post-COVID or still a COVID era, um, you know, our company sees this, we have employees scattered across the country. So we have employees in many different states. And when we when we start to see things like that, it's that much more difficult when you're looking for a group plan, when you got employees scattered around and 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 this type of plan, it doesn't matter where your employees are located. So you know, I think that that's just one thing I want people to retain is that how easy it can be to offer those health insurance benefits to your employees utilizing a vehicle like an HRA or a QSERA. Uh, one question I have, you know, we, we talked about QSERA being 50 employees or less full-time equivalents. What happens when you get to that 50, 50 employee mark or, or, you, or you're already at that mark and you're looking above that? Kind of what, are, what does that look like if we have some listeners on that are really looking for growth? They may be small now, but they know, hey, in, in three years, we're going to have 100 employees. What does that transition look like from there? Yeah, um, everything changes at that 50 threshold because as soon as a, a company has at least 50 or more um, full-time equivalents, they become subject to the requirements of the employer mandate. And are required to, to offer some some sort of health coverage else potentially pay a penalty. It's part of the beauty of being a, an organization with less than fifty. Is right, you're not required by law to, to do anything down in that space. And and you know the beauty of the QSERA is there. As soon as the fifties there, as soon as you hit the fifty threshold, you are now obligated to. There's a different kind of HRA um, that that serves that 
market. It's called the individual coverage HRA. It's a little bit newer than, than QSERA. And we've, you know, aptly named it ICRA is the way that people <laughs> in the market would talk about that one. Um, but the individual coverage HRA can help a business that has more than 50 full-time equivalents structure the benefit to comply with the requirements of the employer mandate and, and make it qualified, affordable coverage. And, and this is new as of 2019, right? The, these larger businesses didn't have really anything other than traditional group health insurance from 2014 all the way through 2019. So we're super excited by the individual coverage HRA and how it can be leveraged by businesses with more than 50 to, to comply with the mandate. Yeah, that's great. And, and we kind of talk about these, these QSERAs and um, you know putting these into place. It's not as simple as just saying, hey, we're going to adopt a QSERA and now we're just going to start reimbursing employees left and right. And so there is some paperwork. There are some plan documents you have to put in place. There are some tracking that need to put together. And I think this gives a good opportunity to talk about people keep a little bit. And this is where we originally connected is we we're looking for a solution saying, hey, QSERAs are out there. That's what we want to do. Um, and QSERA is, is a plan that we're going to offer our, our team. But that management of it, that setting it up, that plan documents, that is just a little bit over my head and, and something I also don't want to, to learn about or try to do on my own. So explain a little bit about that process and kind of where people keep comes into play in a situation like this. I mean, I think of the the number of business owners I've talked to over the years and what just oozes out of those calls is, hey, I'm, I'm good at my business and, and I want to focus on my business and, and my people. Um, I don't necessarily want to be a health insurance expert. I don't necessarily want to be even an HRA expert. I, I want to offer my employees something that that's valuable. And, and in the context of QSERA, it's access to tax-free money. Right, that 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 that's what we help them provide their employees access to. Well, to do that, you, you want the legal components taken care of, which we do. We've got a software tool um, that automates the establishment of all of the required legal documents. But then I think, as equally as important, is the entire um, product ecosystem and education for the employee. It's all about the the experience you give that new hire coming on board with you and communicating to them what you're offering, how they can use it, and, and why it's of value to them. And, and that's where the, the people keep ecosystem comes in through our people um, and products that we, that we help these, these new hires, the existing people really understand what, what the benefit is and you know, give the employer the credit because they're the one offering the money and they're leveraging our platform to, to maintain compliance and to do all of the uh, communication to the employees. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and you know, we have clients, we've referred people over to people keep and, and the easiness of, of onboarding an employee into it, kind of explaining to an employee what the system does and, and how easy it is for them to then submit their receipts, submit their request for reimbursement to make sure that they're getting the, the reimbursement from the HRA plan has, has just been very smooth. So um, we're going to have a, a link into the show notes of, of about people keep with a link to their website, as well as an area where you can actually set up a call and, and connect directly with their team. So that's going to be in the show notes. Um, for those of our listeners that are part of our tax minimization program, we're also going to be doing a webinar with JD and, and people keep uh, coming up here where we're going to be talking about kind of diving into this topic a little bit more, you know, talking about more of kind of the nuts and bolts of a QSERA and give me nuts and bolts of an, of an ICERA. 
Ikra and Sarah, uh, kind Ikra, of, yeah, <laughs> yeah um, you can kind of talk about the nuts and bolts of that kind of what you need to do to implement these, what you need to be careful of, kind of what are the best ways to optimize these. So our goal in this episode was was to go through a general idea of what is an HRA, what is a QSERA, how can it help you in your business and be extremely valuable as you look to grow, retain employees, and how can this idea of offering health insurance benefits no longer be something that's a fear, but rather something that says, hey, we have a great offering. Our employees are going to love it and, and maybe prefer it. Um, and it's going to allow us to continue growth without having to spend a bunch of time or have to worry about some very expensive costs with pay, potentially doing a, a group plan and, and creating a, kind of all the worries and, and hassle around that. So JD, I just want to thank you for for joining us today. Again, I'm going to be providing links to people keeping the in the platform as well as uh, putting up a blog post about uh, Qseras and kind of the information we talked about. Uh, and we're also going to be having them on the tax minimization program as we dive a little bit deeper into this topic. But JD, I just want to say thanks for coming on. Any final notes you want to say or leave to the audience? Mm-hmm. No, other than a, a thank you, Mike. I really, uh, we at People Keep appreciate the opportunity. We we just love serving you know small um, businesses and, and helping them understand what's out there, and um, you know the value of tax free money to your employees for health benefits through the HRA vehicle. So th- thank you so much for having me and, and creating the, this this you know really valuable forum for for listeners. Yeah, it's my pleasure. And so, listeners, I want to thank you for listening to another episode. We're going to continue this discussion on health options for small business owners, and I will see you guys next week.